All right, guys, a uh, quick announcement before this week's episode. We are going to be mixing it up next week. Next We're week. going to be mixing it up and doing a special episode. I will be DMing for the first time in the history of this podcast Yeah, with a special guest. That's true. We are bringing in the mom. <laughs> <laughs> she has agreed to do an episode with us. Um, just so you know, the dad will be playing a character that will come out in future episodes, but... But for now, you guys won't know who he is, but he is coming into uh, some future episodes that you'll hear, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> and we're going to be doing a special one-shot release on Christmas. It might be a little bit longer than a normal episode. We shall see, but we're excited about it, and I'm excited to have the daughter... DM her first game. Well, not my podcast. first game. Yeah, yeah. On, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have DM'd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's get into the normal episode of Dead Ventures. Dice. Rolls. Dragons. Trolls. Dadventurous. Welcome to Dadventurous. Well, another episode of Dadventurous. A dad and daughter Dungeons and Dragons duet. D&D actual play podcast. There you go. We have lots of D's in our name. Yep. The Dad and Daughter Dungeons and Dragons Duet Podcast. <laughs> if it was called a Dadcast, a, a maybe dad it would cast? be even more D's. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we are back for another episode, and we are going to be jumping back into the story of Kia on her journey into a pretty cool amusement park called... Coaster Chaos. Ah! Um... <laughs> But first, of course, we are going to do our traditional uh, roll a dice beforehand, although the daughter doesn't want to because... I got a um, nat 20 before we started recording, but I'm afraid I'll get a nat 1 now. All right. So let's see. See how good the session's going to go. Three, two, two one. one. Ooh, uh, 19. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> we balance each other out then. It's uh, perfect. The average is a... Middle 17. Number. What? No. 19 minus 2, 17. That's not the average. Well, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> the total is 17. There you go. All right. Well, we are going to jump back into it here in just a moment. Momentous moment. moment. A momentous moment. Hopefully everybody's been enjoying the show. Just a reminder to check us out on social media and follow the podcast, etc., etc. Et are you ready? <laughs> For some nonsense. I am. <laughs> You're the only one I'm asking. There's yeah. no one else in the room. Yep. Unless sure. there is. <laughs> There's a ghost. Anyway, hmm. are you ready to do a little bit of a recap? Yes. All yes. right. <laughs> Last time we played, Kia finally ventured off out of Map's Edge on her first... Solo rummager journey beyond the scrape. You, I, um, went out to find a extremely magic magic item 
from this amusement park coaster chaos. And I traveled out into the fields of the world. Yep. And uh, <laughs> who set you up with this this plan, this contract? What happened in the previous, previous episode that Pre- sets this one up? Previous, previous episode. Wow. Um, my friend slash acquaintance slash newly met rummager named Theodora set me up. And she requested me and Maud, um, who I believed we did, did decide that she was human, or was Maud an elf? Maud's an elf. Maud's an elf. Theodora is a, a human. I always <laughs> mix them up. Um, she requested me and Maud to go out and find these big, surged, magical artifacts, mm-hmm. and we agreed. She gave us um, um, walkie-talkies of sending. Mm-hmm. And we um, set out on our different ways. Maud went over to Retail Ruins. I'm to the going east, right? To the east. I'm going to the west to Coaster Chaos. Yep. And I went along the road. I hopped along the yellow lines. Very important detail. There you go. Um, and me and Flibbit got attacked by some kobolds. They did. They wanted to take Flibbit, didn't they? They wanted to feed him to their mysterious master who actually wanted an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Flibbit was an octopus. Yes, they did. Um, and then um, after the knocking out one, stinking out the other one, yep. and um, the other two running off into the bushes, we continued on our way, found a nice little spot to camp, and that's where we ended the previous, previous episode. That's true. You woke up from the camp spot and you ventured to where Maud had showed you a little side quest, as it were, uh, to go find some treasure, right? To go find some past world sort of items that she had saved aside for whatever scenarios or for selling or whatever. And she basically, as a thank you for saving her life, let you go rummage her rummaged stuff. And um, you made your way to her secret rock, found the secret entrance, and went down and found a room with four intact vaults. Dun, dun, dun. And two blown up ones. Yeah, three blown up ones. There were seven total. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three blown up ones. Three blown up ones. Four intact. Three of the intact ones belongs to Maud and her two partners that she works with on occasion. Kind of like uh, Gunther and Theodora back in the day. I believe it was Maud's vault, um, and then the mysterious bee, and I don't remember who the uh, other they, guy was. You read a note from the bee, and it, their name was Beryl. Beryl, right. So it was Maud, Beryl, and the third guy. And the third <laughs> guy. And then the other door was a Z door, and it did not seem to belong to those three. It was, it was old. older door. And it was very well protected. Protected, because what happened? <laughs> um, when I tried to open the door, uh, I got blown back about 20 feet and uh, took three force damage. You did indeed. <laughs> but you were able to peek into the door and see that the Z door... It had, with an extremely... High ridiculous roll that I got. <laughs> um, I saw that it had a banner 
over a bunch of chests. A banner that was blood red. It had a Z, but it also had a bloodhound on it. Dun, dun, dun. It's true. <laughs> We've heard of the bloodhounds, but you haven't gotten to meet any yet. But, Luckily for you. <laughs> but uh, the leader's name is Zar Budhef with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to what? I don't know. Z H. <laughs> still be with the Z, wouldn't it? I suppose. <laughs> and you were able to rummage through mod stuff, get yourself a mysterious liquid potion bottle that you don't know what it does yet. And from Barrel the Bee. From Barrel B and a very, very nice new Bow. Longbow. <laughs> Of the com- compounded style of past world. And you made your way down the road and you made your way down into Coaster Chaos, <laughs> the nearby amusement park of awesomeness. You made your way up to the ticket booth area and you were able to head inside the entrance. Dun, 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 dun. I grabbed a half uh, roll of tickets in case anything requires tickets to operate. <laughs> you did do that. So you have the tickets, you walked right in, and you find yourself now where we are. It's probably midday, I would guess. You did yeah. the um, stuff in the morning with Maud's uh, treasure vault. And it's now midday, and you are in this amusement park. You have this roll of tickets in your hands, and just to kind of lay out in front of you, there is one of those standing maps that you see at like an aquarium or a zoo or an amusement yeah. park that shows you the route. And you basically see that a lot of it is scratched up, broken. The map is barely legible. You can see where people have touched. Yeah, you can <laughs> see where people have touched. But the four things that you can see on the map, one of them you can see immediately next to you as well, is the gift shop. And then the path follows down a little ways to a sign that says Radical Rapids. And then the sign goes, or the path goes a little further, and it eventually goes to Spin to Win. (laughs) And then finally, the very end of the path goes to this huge, crazy-looking green roller coaster that says Chaos Crusher. (laughs) And that... Which I assume is the most boring roller coaster because it said Chaos Crusher, so it's a very uh, organized, I feel like. Yeah, it's going to be a really pleasant kid ride, I think. <laughs> Low-level children only. And it's giant. <laughs> anyway, that's where you're at, and that's what you see. This whole place is in ruins. There is vines growing over everywhere. There are rocks tumbling, or not tumbling, tumbling. but they have tumbled down and broken apart benches and gift shops and th- or in, uh, vendor shops and things like that. You basically are walking over rubble and things like that. But the gift shop is there off to the side, and the rest of the pathway is off beyond that. Can you go ahead and make a perception check for me, though? Oh, dear. As your cat ears perk up to some sounds. 14. 14? Okay. You hear the very distinctive sound of pretty heavy running water. Ooh. Down that path. You also like a hear, rapids. <laughs> like a rapids, indeed. You also hear um, some rummaged noises, some scrapes, some... Some rummaged Rummaging noises. noises in the gift shop. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I think, wait, random question. What color are the tickets? 
What color are <laughs> the tickets? Uh, purple. Okay. With a gold edge. Oh. Because this place was classy. <laughs> <laughs> a classy amusement park. Roller coaster park. Roller yep. coaster amusement park. Wow. Um, okay. How bright is the purple? <laughs> Where are you going with this? I will say it is a royal purple. Okay. Um, Wait, what did that? <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know what the plan was that was just changed by the color purple. <laughs> by the color royal purple. Um, I was planning on um doing uh, possibly being like a bright purple, being like a distraction. I mean, a ticket. A spool of tickets with a gold edge is still pretty bright and colorful. I suppose, yeah. And it's going to be distracting. I don't want you to ruin your plans just because of the color purple. It can be whatever color purple you desire, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, because now I want to know what you were going to do with it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, I go over to um, Cree. How far away is this um, gift shop of... Gift shoppiness. Oh, it's probably a hundred feet to your right. Mm, okay. Um, I I want to try to sneak over there with the spool of tickets. Okay. I think Flibbit's gonna lean down to you too, and he's gonna be like, "Kia, what are we? What are we doing here? We're sneaking. We're sneaking. Okay. I love to be stealthy. Uh oh. <laughs> and he starts his little stealth. Yeah. Boop 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 stealth. stealth. He quietly is humming that behind you as he is wont to do. Okay, stealth check. Yep, and I guess I'll roll for Slibbit too. Stealth. He did pretty good. I got. Flibbit got a twenty, not natural. Yeah, Flibbit got a thirteen. You guys are easily able to start making your way over to the gift shop. You do hear, as you get closer, you hear the scraping noises. You hear, like, a box move. You hear something fall. And then you wait a second. And you uh, get a little bit closer to the gift shop. You can't really see in it. The gift shop is pretty ruined. The glass that's on the windows that was once there, some of it's broken in spots. Some of it's very cloudy. There are vines growing through. And that's kind of what you see. But there are some openings in the windows, and the door is busted off its hinges. want to ignore the door and peek up through the windows. Okay, so you peek up through one of the broken sections of window. Go ahead and make a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Inside, you see rows and rows of old past world items. But this would be like Callie's dream place. Oh. It is full of stuffed animals, of little trinkets and keychains and mugs and t-shirts <laughs> and all sorts of just nonsense that are mostly completely ruined. Oh dear. Everything is dirty and dusty. The short the shirts have been like torn apart by clothes moths. <laughs> um the all the electronics and things look busted apart. Everything is a mess. But with a 15, you do notice that there seems to be, hard to see from this angle past the aisles, you can see where there was like a cash register, kind of like at Gunther's shop, and he has his stuff set up for accepting payment. You can see one of those cash register style things, 
and counters in the back of the shop, but it's hard to see with the shelves in the way. And you see movement back there, but you can't quite see what the movement is. A cashier? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a, it's a ghostly cashier. Um, I think I want to... So there's movement back there. Mm-hmm. How is how well is this thing lit? This just, room. Just whatever comes through the dirty windows and broken ceilings. Mm. It's not very well lit. Okay. You can see into it enough. It's midday, but yeah. it's just, you know, in the darker spots of the shop, there's quite a dark layer of shadow. Mm, okay. I want to <laughs> Libet's next to you, waiting. Is he going south? Oh, I mean, he's still stealthing. He oh. floats. He's he's arguably more stealthy than you, yeah. except he makes noise to counteract any advantage he might have. <laughs> boo, 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 stealth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm, I think I I would want. Okay. Spool of tickets. I love it. <laughs> I want to um unroll. These unroll part of the spool of tickets. How many did we say you grabbed? <laughs> I grabbed, I believe I grabbed um, about... A roll? I think I grabbed a roll, yeah. We'll say there's 100 tickets on it. Okay. I spool out probably a line of about 20 tickets. Two feet or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then I want to um, sneak over to the door and, like, and kind of like throw it in. But not like the... Sorry, not I like keeping hold of the spool like... Um, whip it in and have it not be on the ground. Or, sorry, be on the ground. Sorry. But I want to. So, are you talking about like whipping in the spool? I uh, like. Or just the 20 tickets? Are you tearing them off? No. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not tearing them off. Um, I un- unroll 20 tickets from the spool. Okay. Um, but keep them attached. Go like how you would like flip a rope and like leave it on the ground. I want to do that. So that it unspools? Yeah, but in, into the shop. Yeah, into the shop. I see. I understand now. <laughs> okay, I guess go ahead and make a dexterity or athletics check to tell me how good you throw this roll of Athletics tickets. or acrobatics? That's up to you. Whatever's better. I don't care too much. Acrobatics. Strength would be farther. Acrobatics would be accuracy. I got an 11. Okay. It wasn't that hard It you know, yeah. to throw the tickets in. You toss them in, and they start unspooling towards the back counter. And you watch as that movement that you saw stops. The scraping noises stop. Everything stops, and it goes quiet. And all you can hear is the little gentle... It doesn't make a noise like that, but... Of your tickets unspooling, leaving a trail of purple and gold tickets out the front door... And the spool runs back, hits the cash register counter, and flops to its side. What do you want to do in this moment? Are you trying to stay hidden? Um, I'm going to play bait the fish. I'm going to grab the end of this um, ticket thing, right? That's out the front door. Yeah. Um, and... Start pulling it out. And see if you get catch something? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, catch a scraper. It's uh, bright, shiny. I guess just roll gold, me a raw luck check. Just roll a d20 and tell me what you get. 
Another seven? I got another seven. Okay. Well, I rolled a six. So, <laughs> you start pulling, and the spool starts moving back towards you, right? Yeah. Slowly scraping across the ground, and starting to pull it back down the aisleway. You don't notice anything happen. You're starting to get a little like, did, did this not work? <laughs> is, is something gonna, or is something gonna get it? Or am I gonna have to do this again? And then suddenly, right when you're feeling discouraged, and it's about halfway down the aisleway back towards you, like a fish attaching to a lure, <laughs> a scraper, decent scrap, decent sized scraper slams across from one of the side aisleways into the ticket thing and grabs onto it and starts shaking it in its mouth like as if it were a rabid dog. (laughs) And what you see as it's doing that is a four-legged, one of those dog style ones that you saw before. It's a four-legged beast, um, but what it seems to be made out of is like gift shop stuff. It's all of its four feet are little mugs and its legs seem to be made of weird little light glowy sticks (laughs) and its body is made of weird bundled up stuffed animals and jewelry and everything. And then two rings for eyes or something. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And some dangling jewelry for eyes. And it has a mouth that is full of crazy sharp pointy decorative pens (laughs) and is trying to chew into the tickets and I need you to either decide what you're doing or roll a stealth check to see if you if you want to try to hide but it is attacking the spool of tickets okay um I let go of the tension on the ticket spool okay and I believe Kia would try to um okay so this uh, gift shop dog is gift dog, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, is in the center aisle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there windows all around? Yeah, but like I said before, they're dusty, dirty, hard to see through. Oh, well, like they yeah, have that yeah. like cloudy but look. Are there broken windows all around? Yeah, I would say like fifty-fifty, like- still intact versus busted up window frames. Okay. I want to go. Around the side of the building. Okay, make a stealth check. And okay, well I gotta make a stealth check first. Oh dear, I think I'm gonna lose nine. <laughs> oh, oh, you are. Um, <laughs> you go to move and you turn and you're so caught up in this moment of watching this scraper dog attack these tickets that you forgot where Flibbit was standing. Oh no! And you turn, keeping your eyes on the scraper. You turn and go to make a sprint jog, a stealthy jog to the side. And all of a sudden, your body slaps into a squishy uh, lump, and it goes, ugh, <laughs> ow. And then the scraper's head stops eating the tickets, and it goes, and looks towards you guys. Oh, and it opens, opens its mouth, and all the pens twist so that the you know, little pen tip is the sharpest point of the pen, of the decorative pieces of pen in his mouth. <laughs> and it charges at you. I need you to roll initiative. Hey, tickets worked as a good distraction. They did. 20, not natural. You are always rolling non-natural 20s when it doesn't help you. Yeah. (laughs) So you, my dear little Kia, get to go first. Woo! Um, okay. It charges at me. How far is it away from me? 
Uh, it's probably 30 feet from you. It's not very far. Okay. Because you had it, had to pull it halfway towards you first. All right. I'm going to shoot it. What are you going to shoot it with, and how are you going to shoot it? <laughs> um, I'm going to whip out um, my new longbow. Nice. Compound longbow. Um, and try to shoot it with that. Um, nice. I got 23. Easily hits. <laughs> so as it's charging towards you, its little pen mouth full of clicky, sharp, pointy pens. Wait, is it pens or pencils? Because pens, pens. And they pens. twist to activate. <laughs> and they have, like, on the side, a little uh, roller coaster imprint image in the wood of the pen, the decorative wood of the pen. And it says, like, Coaster Chaos. Chaos Pen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> chaos Pen. <laughs> Uh, okay. There you go. Um, so that hits, right? Yep, easily. So go ahead and roll your damage for your new longbow. Woohoo! I got a nine damage. Nine Pull back damage. the string with my new, well, strings technically because yeah. it's a combat bow. And shoot it into, uh, try to shoot it anyway into its mouth. <laughs> okay. You shoot it that direction. It hits but it is able to move its head to the side and deflect some of that damage. Oh. Yes. It's a deflecting dog. It might be. Um, but it does take some damage, Woo-hoo. you can tell. It is the scraper's turn. Uh-oh. It sprints out of the gift shop looking towards you and immediately notices you and Flibbit. Its eyes kind of go wide. It's Wait. jewelry eyes go wide. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and it makes a noise. It tucks its body up inside of itself, and it almost like activates a somersault, right? Yeah. But when it finishes somersaulting out, it is no longer on four legs. It is on two legs with two arms, the mug hands sitting there waving around, and from its back spring forth two T-shirt racks with T-shirts hanging from them, <laughs> and it takes to the sky. Oh, it's a T-shirt. It's a T-shirt flying <laughs> scraper, oh, and no. it takes off into the sky, and it is going to launch down at you. A, one of its little thing shoulders opens up, and a little cannon sticks out, and it is going to fire. Is it a toy cannon? It is not a toy cannon. It is a t-shirt cannon. (laughs) (laughs) And those little gift shop tubes of t-shirts. Oh, no. Suddenly, it aims it down at you, and you hear this (laughs) boom, and uh, this tube of t-shirt launches towards you, and it's going to roll to attack. I got a 13. Nope. Dang it. The canister explodes next to you and out flops a decently still intact a t-shirt that says chaos crusher <laughs> and it shows a roller coaster with like a cartoon face on it um, and it's bright green I um out of turn can I pick up that and say thanks for the t-shirt <laughs> after the combat you can yeah uh, it is now Flibbit's turn what do you think Flibbit should be doing other than the fact that he's going to go ah! as he likes to do <laughs> Um, he doesn't really have any attacks, does he? He has his other than stink, his stink spray. Stink spray, but uh, I think what he probably will do is, I think he's probably going to look over at you, 
Well, I don't know. I think he'll probably just do his stink spray attack. Yeah. Because you're doing okay right now for health. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm only three points off. So he is going to screamingly... Screamingly? Screamingly turn upside <laughs> down and launch a stink spray upwards at the scraper that is now taken <laughs> to the sky as he goes, take that! Ah! <laughs> he is, oh, the it. scraper needs to make a dexterity saving throw, which it did not do. Yay! <laughs> and it is going to take a small amount of stench damage as a focused beam of stench spray <laughs> shoots the scraper. Uh, it seems to take a small amount of damage, but some. It Wait, so it... It can't even smell, can it? No, but it's like it's. <laughs> we assume that the stench spray has some caustic, acidic oh. properties. Okay, that makes more and sense. And that melts away some of their scraper casing constructs ness. All right, it is your turn. The scraper has taken to the skies. It's probably about thirty feet up above you. Um. Now that I'm level three, I have stuff that I can do, which is fun. So I believe. I can do Hail of Thorns on this uh, flying t-shirt scraper. You definitely can. There's nothing stopping you. Yay. Um, is that a deck save on my part, or is that a hit? I believe I still need to hit. Let me see. Oh, yeah, you do need to make a deck save of 12, but oh, but I need to hit first. Oh, oh okay. So it's a hit first. and Well, then... hang on. So I think, okay. So next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, this spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack in each creature within five feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw. So, so I, you attack first, but I still have to make the saving throw kind of thing? Yeah, but I can cast it. Okay. So you spritz your arrow with your entangling uh, My, spray? It's, um, yeah, it's a little like green canister that I keep in my belt. Nice. That uh, has little thorns all over it. All right, go ahead and make your roll for that. It's the first time I've used um, a spell on my new longbow. Does a 10 hit? Unfortunately, a 10 does not hit. And you launch up into the air. He's moving around a lot in the sky, and you fire it up, but I still have to do a dexterity saving throw. Like, does it still explode? I forget how that works. I Sorry. also forget how that works. Um, I think it's next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack. Is that what it says? Yeah, it says oh. the next time you hit a creature. Oh, so you don't have to have spent that until you hit him. Oh, okay. So I can. That is, wait. So would that mean that? But I spent my bonus action doing that, right? Casting it, yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, so it's cast on your bow. Yeah. But only activates once it hits something. Yes, I believe so. I see. Okay. So I would keep the cast. You would keep the cast, but you would wait to use it until you hit. Okay. But unfortunately, on your turn, you miss. Do you want to move? Do you want to dodge? Do you want to... Or you can't dodge attack or action, but you can... I want to go... Yeah, I want to go into the gift shop and um, uh, grab the spool of... Um, tickets while I'm, while I'm going in. Okay, I think that's fine. You were able to like dive into the gift shop, grab the spool of tickets, but you're not going to be able to hide. No. Okay. It is now the scraper's turn. You hear it make a very high-pitched screech noise <laughs> as it notices that you have disappeared. 
and it is going to fly down to the entrance way and look for you again. Oh. And fire another one of those t-shirt cannon shots <laughs> at you. Oh, that's going to hit. Oh, what is it? 15 yep. base level plus yeah, four. That hits. Yeah, that You take five damage. Ooh, from this t-shirt cannon. As you get blasted in like the stomach from this cannon thing. And as it hits, it explodes into a gold and purple shirt that says... Uh, Coaster Chaos, the most fun you've never had. <laughs> uh, and it like, says first time visitor or something like that. I don't hey, know. I am a first time there visitor. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and you, you <laughs> kind of double over from the pain, but it's it's not a ton. And then now it is Flibbit's turn. Flibbit goes, Kia! Uh, 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 and he's going <laughs> to fly in as he does, and he is going to probably rest a tentacle onto you and cast Cure. Wounds. How low are you? Um, eight points off. So one d eight. Um, heck yeah, you get nine. So you get your full Woo. health points back from Flabit. Woo! And it is now your turn. The bruise from the t-shirt cannon heals up. <laughs> That's right. Okay. It is your turn. It's my turn. The flying scraper is hovering in the borders of the door frame as it fired off that cannon in front of you and Flibbit just flew in through a broken window next to your side. <laughs> um, I say, uh, thanks. Um, hey, no problem. Have a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I don't even have arms. <laughs> and he, uh, he looks excited about the t-shirt yeah. after combat. <laughs> I want to rush up to this flying t-shirt scraper and uh, slash it. With Sl- my slash it with your sor- short sword? Yeah. So you're saving your entangling yeah. shot for now? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Finally, good roll. Does a 17 hit? 17 definitely hits. Woo. Okay. Seven damage. Ooh, this thing is starting to look pretty hurt. Yay. Wanna I slash it. Can I slash one of its cups? The one of the mugs. Yeah. Yeah, you slash, and with that much damage, you notice two of the mugs fly off, and it makes a screeching noise again. <laughs> now it just has glow sticks. That's right. <laughs> it is going to. It's already in melee with you, yeah. so I guess it will probably just take its other hand with a mug in it and try to swing down onto your head Aww. with the mug that says, <laughs> "Only thing more exciting than coffee." It's a roller coaster. <laughs> there's a picture on it. And he rolled a three. Yep. No. So he, that <laughs> you are able to read the dialogue on the cup and also dodge out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I say, um, nice mug. <laughs> it goes, <laughs> it makes an awful noise. And it's Flibbit's turn. Flibbit's going to uh, run up to you and probably just, uh, I mean, there's no reason that he shouldn't just hit it with a stink spray every time because it's a cantrip. So he is going to, this time, make the noise as he approaches. And he's not screaming. Mm-hmm. And he's going, this is getting ridiculous. And he throws a nat 20. Whoa. <laughs> stink spray. <Swim> it. <laughs> nice. And it's not a lot of damage. But we take that and we go, hoo and he got max damage on a D6. Nice. <laughs> so Flippet's going to kill this thing. Oh, kill him with stench. I love that. So Flippet runs up and he goes, this is getting ridiculous. And he does a 
front flip in the air midway through starts activating stench spray <laughs> and then flies it out into the scraper drone and it is going to collide into it. You watch as the acidicness of the stench brace explodes like a skunk spray into <laughs> this thing and it starts to crumble apart and the pieces start to kind of like disintegrate under the acid of this extra powerful stench spray. <laughs> Crumbles down to the ground outside the gift shop. How many of the t-shirts are still intact? <laughs> um, We'll say that the two it shot at you and there was one more in the chamber. Okay. A blue one. And Flippet goes, uh, 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 did, I, did I get it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. But I... I've never done that before. I've never, like, defeated something. Well, congratulations. Uh, Kia gives him, a, gives him a round of applause. <laughs> Flip it. Can you make a persuasion check for a me? persuasion? <laughs> oh, wow. Because he's like, uh, 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 uh. I have a poor zero. This is going to be fun. Ew, I actually got a good roll. 19. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I was going to say, he's either going to be traumatized or... He starts calming down, and he goes, "Okay, well, I've just never, I've just never done that before, or or been in like proper combat. You're you keep putting me in proper combat, Kia. But yay. <laughs> but I guess, well, I guess I could help maybe a little bit. Yeah, and you you tried a new thing. That's that's great. Huh? And he just kind of sits there thinking to himself, and maybe eyeballing the T-shirt that you tossed at him, the first time visitor won. Yeah. And he's like looking at it. And going t-shirt huh <laughs> and i think he tries to drape it over his body like a cape <laughs> oh yeah yeah maybe he ties it around his eye stocks and it drapes behind him like a weird cape <laughs> <laughs> first time buster <laughs> love it um i take the blue one out of the canister okay we're just doing t-shirts <laughs> we're doing t-shirts we'll say that the blue one says I don't know why I decided t-shirts. Uh, it says, I'm with stupid, and there's an arrow pointing to the right. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, for pure sake of um, aesthetic, um, I believe Kia puts it on over... Over her armor. For Over her armor. It's always pointing to the right. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you make your way, uh, or you don't have to make your way out of the gift shop, but you've you've defeated this scrape scraper drone that attacked you. I also make um flip it fly on my left. <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you. It's um, like why do I why do I have to fly on the left exactly? Um. What it's, a stoop. It's the it's the lucky it's the lucky it's the lucky side, right? Okay, I'm fine with that. I do feel quite lucky right now, and uh, I will do that. And he floats over to your left forever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will, I will, for now, he'll fly on my left, but I will leave it up to you to decide whether he flies on my right or not <laughs> okay, in the future. That sounds good. <laughs> okay, so you're in this rundown gift shop. Okay. Um, are there any intact stuffed animals? For Callie. Go ahead and make an investigation check. <laughs> I'm being nice. I'm getting a uh, souvenirs, right? Mm -hmm. 13. 13. What you notice is not any intact ones, but you do notice a 
room in the back behind the cash counter, like a door. Oh, a door. Storage? Perhaps. I um, vault over the counter. Nice. I, even though there's probably like an entrance. Yeah, I there vault. was an opening to like two feet to your left, yep. but it looks way cooler. <laughs> I vault over the counter and open the door. Okay, you open the door inside. Yeah, it's a little storage closet and there are bins, like plastic tub bins. Oh. And we'll say with that roll, you are easily able to find one perfectly good tub of stuffed animals. And inside are like birds and tigers for no reason and then there's also like the mascot of coaster chaos which is like a roller coaster loop with two eyes and a smiley face in the middle of it (laughs) and it's called chaos man (laughs) chaos man i don't know really and that's what you're able to find or maybe his name is coasty oh that's you're so much smarter than me (laughs) his name is coasty the mascot of Coaster Chaos. Oh, dear. Okay. His um, last name is Chaos Man. <laughs> Coasty <laughs> Chaos Man. I'm going to have to draw that as artwork. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I think I ignore the tiger. It's, it's like they did not get that right at all. Um, yeah, the stripes are like totally in the wrong spot. But and the stripes, pink. like, they they do not have stripes on their nose. What, what the heck? <laughs> um... And then, so I ignore the um, the tiger one, but I grab um, Coasty and uh, and the bird. Coasty and the bird, and you throw for them Callie. in the bag <laughs> for Callie. And okay, and I that's kind of <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and you, we'll say you throw it over your shoulder and make your way back out into the main entryway to Coaster Chaos, the running water further down the path. Whoa. Is there anything else intact nearby other than like bushes and benches and lampposts and something? Yeah, like buildings or no, not really. It's pretty much all busted. The path leads down into kind of foresty. Oh, like some planted trees, some overgrowth. Um, The path. It's hard to see the rest of the amusement park from through the trees and stuff from here. I think. Is there like a differentiation between roads and sidewalk? No, because it's there's no roads oh, inside yeah. the amusement park, so it's just a pathway. I uh, go along. I think I just um, okay. As you start making your way further down this pathway, the sound of running, rushing water grows bigger, and mm. finally you break through. You and Flibbit break through this little copse of trees, and you are treated to a full-on like river in front of you. However, what's interesting about it is as you look to your left, you see a channel of architecture, you know, amusement ride construction that says Radical Rapids. And there's a guy uh, on the front giving you a big thumbs up with a big white beard on a surfboard. (gasps) And it looks like the beginnings of a water ride. And up there at the top, is a platform where it looked like the tubes probably entered into, right? And then halfway down, as it comes in front of you across the path, it's like it was affected by a magic storm or something because it goes from the construction of this amusement park ride to just a full-on river. Oh. But, like, that's the source of the river (laughs) here, magically. Yeah. And then it goes out of the park to your right, you can't even see the end of the river, and it's massive and very, very strong rapids. Oh. 
Nikia um, hisses under her breath. I really hope I don't get wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, oh dear. you <laughs> notice that the rapids are quite strong. And uh, as you get kind of close to the shore, you can even see like sections where the, sh- the water is almost like tearing off chunks of shoreline. Oh. It's really intense, okay? So the, the um, amuse- I said a bit, what do you think? Did the amusement uh, park people um, intend for this to be this strong? Well, I don't know. It looks a little bit um, crazier than anybody intended. Yeah, yeah, I agree so with that. So Kia, I'm looking, and he, in lo- Flibbit points with one of his tentacles, and he says that... Um, there are uh, there there appear to be like raft things up there at the top. If you look up there and up there at the top, you see these cylindrical, or sorry, circular metal and rubber rafts near near the top of the ride. And the stairwell to get up to the top is like nearby you, right? Mm. And then, can you go ahead and make a perception check for me at the same time? Fourteen. Fourteen. You also. You notice two things. You're looking over towards the rafts where Flibbit's talking about, and you see that there are some wires that run across the river, like they used to be old power wires or something, and you see a pair of shoes dangling from one of those (laughs) wires, and it's low enough that if you were like in a raft, you could maybe reach up and grab those shoes, okay? Okay. The other thing you notice is as you're looking off that way, a bird caws up above you and you look up, and you actually see that there was there used to be an old gondola oh. that went over the river. The gondola is broken down, busted on the far side of the river, but the wire crossing the river is still there above you, and it looks like something you could climb up to. So basically, and there's a pair of shoes. Well, the pair of shoes would only be if you take the raft. Oh. If you take the gondola wire, it's way up above you. It's like a cable, I should call it, a gondola yeah. cable. And it would get you across, but you wouldn't be able to get towards those shoes. But you would stay out of the water... So you shoes. have choices. Um, wait. Flibbit can fly. Flibbit can fly. Ew. <laughs> Flibbit is also notoriously cowardly. So what is your plan? Um, I'm gonna say, um, okay. So, Flibbit. Uh, yes, Kia? Um, so do you see that big wire up there? The one up above us? Yes, I see. Yeah. So I was thinking I could climb across that because I like hate water. I'm a cat, obviously. And um, go on. <laughs> and um, but there's also that that um, pair of shoes. I see the pair of shoes. Yes. I mean, do you think they could be magical? Like. Well, I don't know. I'm not the rabbiter. You're the rabbiter. <laughs> you. What do you want me to do about the shoes? Um. Well, do you think you could get them? By myself. I mean, I I would be up on the wire above you, right? Well, I guess. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, well, what if they're stuck? I don't have opposable thumbs. Well, they <laughs> might they might not be stuck because it looks like they're just like looped over. Because if you can grab a shoe and like, because you can fly, I can't, and so you could like loop it around, loop it, unloop it. Oh boy! And grab it, and they should be like tied together or something, so you they shouldn't drop. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, here, let's do this first. And he is going to uh, reach over to 
He's going to go, okay, well, I'd feel much better since I'm not going to go with you if you took this with you. And he reaches up and slaps a tentacle onto your forehead and casts guidance on you. Oh. So he's going to give you a D4 to your ability check stuff. Yay. And he goes, I suppose I could try. I, uh, I, I will try my best, but if they are too stuck, I will not be retrieving them. That's fair. Okay. I also would like to keep this t-shirt cape. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. And he starts humming to himself. And do you want to start with Flibbit or do you want to start with you? Um, I'm going to start with me. Okay. So I need you to make a either athletics or acrobatics check as you start noticing that you need to clamber up some scaffolding to get to the gondola cable. But you can add the Flibbit guidance oh. of a D4. 11. 11. Okay, so it's not graceful, but you make your way up to the cable. And then, like uh, Action Hero, you flip out underneath this on the underside of it and you start crawling on the underside of the wire across the water. I'm going to need you to make either an acrobatics or an athletics check to see how well you do. And if you don't do very well, you're going to have to make some saving throw stuff and Flibbit might have to come rescue you. Okay. 20, not natural. Nice. Okay, so easily you are able to start making your way across the gondola. As you get about halfway, a uh, big wind gust up here kind of blows you sideways. I need you to make a low DC dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um... 22. Easy. And you are able to, with those, make your way over across the river and clamber down the other side. Woo! So you go to the shore on the other side and you look back and Flibbit's like sitting there going, okay, I could do this. I just gotta, oh boy, I just gotta fly out there and I gotta fly over the top of this raging water. I don't like it. Oh boy, Eddie's pacing back and forth a little bit. You can do it! Okay. And he looked like floats a little bit over the top of the water and panics for a second, looks down. And he's like, okay, I can float. I can float. I can fly. I don't have to go out the water. And he <laughs> starts going over. I like the idea that both of you guys are <laughs> terrified of water. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes over and he uses his tentacles to start pulling apart the shoes. As he gets about halfway through of looping them. Or unlooping uh, them? Unlooping them. Can you make a perception check for me? On Fribbit? No, on the world environment. On you. Yeah. 13. 13, you notice, you hear the noise of one of those rafts that was up above break free and start flipping and flying down the river towards Flibbit, and he's not paying attention. Wait, how low is this, um, are the shoes? The shoes were low enough that you could have got them from the raft, so they're, like, at raft level, basically. I yell, Flibbit, work on them from above! And he goes, what? Why? Just float up! And he floats up. Um, well, I'm gonna see if he floats up. He's gonna roll a dexterity saving throw as the ramp, or as the raft flies towards him. Uh, he got no, very good. He goes, he starts to fly upwards and he gets hit by the raft and he like flies off to the like trajectory. But he was, let's see if he was able to hold on to the shoes. Oh, oh he rolled really well. Okay. Yay. So he gets hit 
I'm going to say he takes a little bit of damage, probably takes just like two damage, and flies off into the trees towards you from the trajectory of the thing, and you rush over to find him, and he <laughs> comes out, and he's able to pull the shoes out. And he goes, oh boy, that was crazy. I don't think I ever want to do things again. That's that's fine. <laughs> I um I take the shoes, set them down, and um give him like. It's I think it feels weird to hug him because he's all squishy. So I think I just like pat give him. Give him a pat. Yeah. He's like, well, that's nice. Thank you. Uh, you look at the shoes. They do not appear to be putting off a magical vibe, but they are in really good condition. And good they look. Shoes. They're black. And they have a high ankle, and they have a white bottom. Oh. oh <laughs> They're no. basically just like Converse shoes. <laughs> um, but what you notice is as you pick them up and shake one, there's something inside of one of them. Treasure shoes. Treasure <laughs> shoes. Um, I reach inside. You reach inside and inside you find an old world money clip. A past world money clip. And it, money, there is inside of that old past world dollars like a thousand dollars. But the thing that you notice is the clip. This is not your standard paper clip style clip. Ooh. This is a fancy money clip style clip. And it seems to be platinum in nature. <gasps> this is okay, so who I said for but whoever had these shoes, they were rich. <laughs> And then you take all the paper money and... Um, I throw it into the rapids. <laughs> <laughs> you take all the paper money out, throw it into the rapids, and uh, the pocket this platinum, single pat platinum clip. They were... Like, I, I, like, show it to Flipit and say, this is worth so much money. Well, good. I'm glad they it was rich. worth it. I'm glad it was worth it. And you guys start to make your way further down the path. You come out of the copse of trees, this little small little forest around the river, and the amusement park opens up again really, really wide. Ooh. And so as you start approaching, you're kind of at the latter half of the amusement park now. And before you, you see a ride, this this big wheel, almost like a Ferris wheel, but it's on its side. And above it, in big letters, it says, Spin to win. But the thing that you notice that's interesting is that it is in pretty good shape. Ew. This ride. And there seems to be like it's moving, like it was almost just on. Oh. And it's coming to a stop. It's rotating for a few moments, and then it comes to a stop. And then, before you can do anything... I was going to put on my scarf for shredding. Oh, heck yeah. So you notice this spinning, and you put on your scarf of shrouding. Which I believe it's camo, kind of. Yeah, basically, it like I think it gives people trying to find you disadvantage. Yeah. Is that how it works? While you are in an area that is lightly obscured, you can hide as a bonus action, even if you are being directly observed. Okay. So we'll say that you're kind of tucked against the trees still, and you opened up into this. You see this movement, and you meld back into this camouflage aspect of trees, okay? Can I pull Flip it behind a tree? Yeah, you pull Flip it back, and he's like, ugh! And uh, you notice this ride come to a slow stop. 
underneath the ride, there's a little access hatch oh. in the middle, and you see movement in there, back and forth. And you see lights flicker, and you see you hear sparks going and stuff like that. And then before you focus on that too much, you look past the spinning ride and the biggest banner yet, this massive archway, reads a massive sign that says Chaos Crusher. And there is in the distance this green coaster, this roller coaster sitting there, and a voice comes over a speaker <laughs> and it goes, Chaos Crusher. And then there's like, wah, wah, wah music. And that's where we're going to end this episode. (laughs) Nicely done. You did some good rolls. You did not have to fall into the river. No. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. And so next time we play... Platinum clip. A platinum clip. Next time we play... $1,000 thrown into the river. It doesn't matter. We don't care about that. Next time we play, you will have to go further into Coaster Chaos and find the the ride that made Coaster Chaos a cool place. The Chaos Crusher. <laughs> and the mascot. Very organized. Yeah, maybe the next to Chaos Crusher is an image of Coasty Chaos Men. <laughs> the <laughs> mascot chaos of this place. Coasty the Chaos Man. There yep. There we go. All right, that is all for this week on Dadventurous. I was the dad DMing this nonsense. And I was the daughter who played Kia, the now owner of two t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the real treasure are the t shirts you found along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. And see you next week on Dadventurous. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome to the Adventurous. <laughs> oh boy, we're going we're going southern accent. Let's Q see. Q and A. Q and A. All uh, right. Today, I have a question for you. Do you, Sir Dad? Why don't y'all tell me what your question is? The question. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, it is really go bad. on. The question is: How hard is it for a DM for just to do it? How hard is it? Say that again. How hard is it to DM for just to do wit? Like just for you and me? Just to do wit. <laughs> I love that you're sticking with it. Um, I don't think it's that hard. I think it's pretty similar to normal stuff uh, in terms of normal campaigns. I think the hard part comes from the fact that you don't have a party to work with. And yeah. so you have to work with within the bounds of what that character can do. If you have a barbarian and they're never going to be able to heal themselves and they're always going to get themselves into trouble, then one of the things I like to do is to give people a sidekick, which is Flump in our story. Yeah, which is Flibbit. Flibbit. I keep calling him Flump. He is a Flump. <laughs> um, but his name is Flibbit. It's true. And I'm keeping with his accent. <laughs> okay. And also I think you make the story a little bit more linear because then... As a DM, I can focus on you. You are the main character. There's no, there's not three main characters or six main characters. It's just the other end of the duet. So it's kind of a little bit easier in a way to, to have that, have your character, have the player do epic stuff. And, and you don't steal the 
steal the show. Yeah, your show is the only show. Uh, but it also means there's a lot more role play because you don't have anyone to talk to. No. So you're just bouncing ideas off of me, and I have to pretend not to know stuff as the role played characters, or else. Yeah. You'll learn things. Learn things. Well, and something you and I have both dealt with on the other end of the spectrum is too many people. So, like, duets, interesting. You kind of got to change your tactics a little bit. But with too many, you also have to change your tactics. Your Texas? <laughs> your taxes? Is that what you said? Your tactics. I see. Because we've both DM'd for too many people. Yeah. And, like, over six gets too crazy. Yeah, it's uh, a little, like, five is fine. <laughs> Stick up the sex. <laughs> yes, I am. Five is fine. Six is a little meh. All right. I agree with that. I think, and, and anything more than that, it starts getting pretty crazy when you're talking about like half hour between combat turns and stuff like that. Can between be, combat rounds, yeah. That can be hard. Plus, table talk is bad enough with adults. I'm sure six to seven sixth graders is even crazier. It is. Yep. I know. <laughs> you ready to be done with this one? Sure. <laughs> Why don't you send us off into the sunset on a horse with that accent? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this week, we're done now. (laughs) (laughs) Hard cut. (laughs) We'll see you next time, hopefully, on the adventurous Q&A. Maybe I'll drop the accent. Maybe I won't. Please, Uh, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I could go for a British next time. (laughs) All right. That is all. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. So, just as a reminder, <laughs> what do you think of my spot on? You're something. <laughs> <laughs> so, just as a reminder, uh, send us your questions. We want them. Um, we want more questions to answer. We want them from kids, people learning D and D. You can send us uh, as an email or on social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram, X, YouTube. <laughs> It's so bad. I love it. Uh, yeah, we also got an email. Uh, uh, are you doing it? it in British? It's I'll do it. Dadventurespodcast at gmail.com. We hope that you will send us more questions. One of them could be, why is the daughter doing accents? That could be a question we answer. This is my voice acting. I'm doing voice acting. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs>